Hello and welcome to another edition of Through the Turnstiles podcast as we take an in-depth look at the World Leagues of Scottish Football. Muzz has returned as usual week to week. Muzz, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. James has rejoined us after his plumbing disaster last week that may or may not have involved a certain Simon Murray, who, as we know, uh, was a plumber for one of our journeyman spots of the week and didn't finish the job. James? Well, and truly finished the job today, but a bit of plumber's putty and that's me. New sink, basically. So next time, next time you see Simon Murray, you can pass on your uh, experience. I think did, I to tell him, I Did your previous room flood and that's why you're uh, joining us today from a bunker? No, I'm just in the, just in the line-up here, I think. Just plain background, ready to go. Get my, get my card out. <laughs> just face to the side for us? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, uh, so you need the, the advertising board. Are you standing up, by the way? Yeah, I am. Are you? Yeah, sit at my desk all day, so that's me up on my feet. Right, because it looks like you're doing a, a post-match interview. Yeah, there was a game, game of two halves. Everyone gave it their all. Honest boys, good honest boys. Um, so we're continuing with the format. Three shorter episodes each week, one per division, Championship, League One and League Two. Since the hiatus from football is still ongoing in Leagues One and Two, what we're doing is our team of the seasons so far. This is obviously League One, League One edition. So if you enjoy this and find it useful or knowledgeable, you can check out our Championship and League Two editions to see what we come up with for uh, the team of the season so far in League Two and the, a preview and review of the Championship fixtures. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, if you could do us a massive favour and like the video and subscribe to the channel, that would be great. And you can also find us on Spotify at Through the Turnstiles or on Twitter at Turnstiles The. So before we get into our team of the seasons thus far, talking to Journeyman Spots of the Week, Muzz, what are you serving us up this week? Um, we're, we're back down to air. Um, can't, can't seem to get away from the place. Um, Hursty has... Uh, told us that the weirdest journeyman spot I can think of was back around 2005. I was in Club de Mar in Air and went for a pish with my mate. Your mate? Uh, his mate, not my mate. Um, why they went together, that's their business. Um, maybe just synchronised drinking. Anyway, he was at uh, Uni at Edinburgh at the time, so this is his mate who was at Uni at Edinburgh, um, and he was working part-time in the ticket office at Hibs but was back at his mum's for the weekend. Went to the ur urinal and Scott Brown, then of Hibs, and then he says in brackets, could be wrong, um, but I think there was a few of them down for someone's birthday. Johnny Bailey, maybe. Um, it's good he's so taking Scott a speculative punt at whose birthday it may, may or may not be. Aye. Um, but we reckoned Johnny Bailey might have come from Played here or something Hibs. like that. So Aye, that, maybe that, that might be the yeah. link. Um, so Scott Brown was there having a slash and turned round, saw my pal next to him, obviously recognised him from Hibs and said, the tick office at Hibs and said, what the F are you doing here, wee man? Um, and seemed genuinely mind-blown at the fact that the wee guy from the ticket office uh, was in a place other than the ticket office. So <laughs> That's a fair point. I, um, I don't want to imagine this too much, but I'm torn between wanting it to be a trough and everyone's shoulder to shoulder, but also at the same time, sort of really want Scott Brown to be doing that lean back, like half stare across like the divider. Like, half half swagger as well. Oh, leaning against the, the divider eye. Trough is maybe a bit more intimate and a bit more like more of Scott Brown than you'd care to see, but also at the same time, a wee lean back's a strong bit of recognition from a fairly high reputable footballer to lowly ticket officers. So He's done it to pick him out, to be fair. Yeah. I think the name Club de Mar 
would you would like to think that would give you a wee sort of impression of what the toilet should be like, but when you remember that it is Club de Mar and air, I think that kind of um, says it all. True. Um, but the only the only gripe I've got about that is that a journeyman spot, Scott Brown, more of a club man for me, but yeah, um, I enjoyed the a veteran spot. Uh, I enjoyed the story. Um, to follow that. Um, Andre Drazen, as he calls himself on Pine Bovril, Green at Martin fan, says um, doesn't quite compete with this for, for a story. Uh, was sat across the aisle on a train from Jamie Langfield on the way home from Edinburgh from the Fringe one year. Um, Phil stop. My, do you think uh, Langfield was on the right train? Um, so to, for the hat trick, Paul Bruce Rick, who previously contributed um He's also an Air United fan from Air. Um, he previously contributed um, the Ian McCall uh, and Coatbridge Garage incident. <laughs> hopefully, he's, hopefully he's stocked up because according to one of our viewers, they don't sell menthol cigarettes anymore. So. Yeah, maybe maybe McCall bought out the whole uh, of right. the country's stocks during that stressful season. Um, I like this one, short and sweet again. He saw Scott McLaughlin and Ryan McCann at the Johnny Marr gig at the Academy. He's dumb Talking of recognising recognizing, uh, journeyman, there's a there's an interesting one next week um, where I think this guy's done very very well. Um, but I'll leave it I'll leave it on that, that cliff. Leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> so I'm that rounds up the able to see these these journeyman spots due to the technical issues at the the beefy drink website that for, yeah. for some reason might miraculously resolve themselves on maybe the twenty eighth twenty eighth of January. Aye. So, so as long as we stop spamming. To do the Neil Lennon. Um, that rounds up the journeyman spots of the week. If you've seen any journeyman that you'd like to share with us, let us say in the meantime, until we get back on uh, the football forums, comment underneath on this video or let us say get in touch with us via Twitter at Turnstiles there. So that takes us on to the main event, which is our League One team of the season thus far. So what we'll do is we'll, uh, we're going to do it by position groups. So goalkeeper and defence being one, midfield being the second, and strikers being the third. Based on this season's form, um, or what we've seen and think of this season's form um, is, is how we've kind of constructed the teams. So for myself, I've gone for McKenzie from Cove Rangers in goals, gone for a back four of Williamson and Nieng, both from Partick Thistle, with Hall at centre half and Katongo from Dumbarton at left back. I'll justify these in a little mu a minute or two. Muzz? I've gone for... Um... Kevin Dabrowski at, at Dumbarton. I know Hibs have recalled him, but um, up till up till sort of that point, uh, and then my back four, I've gone Sam Wardrop of Dumbarton at right He's back. At him. Yep. A uh, centre half pairing of Mohamed Niang, and I put Josh Kerr at centre half um, because I think he is naturally a centre half, I believe, but he's been. Obviously, playing a lot in midfield for Airdrie. Yep. And I've put Andrew Steves left back. Great shout, actually. Uh, just while I'm, I remember, I'm a 4 4 2, Muzz. What shape are you? 4 2 3 1. More conventional than the League, uh, League One. Shape. If you want to hear about tactics, go and see Muzz's uh, League Two team of the season in that episode. 
James, what shape are you? I'm concerned to a lesser sorry, extent. You, you, sorry, Andy, you missed the word there if you don't want to hear about tactics. <laughs> I've gone 3-4-3, three, three, which isn't isn't the worst of shouts. Similar to Muzzy's, but it's not it's not a good 3-4-3. Three, three. Right, well, let's see who you've got. So, yeah, my uh, my back or defensive force, Kieran Wright in goals. Um, but Dernan <laughs> uh, for Falkirk. Uh, Brownlee for Thistle and Niang as well. Potential mobility issues at half I do have a, I do have an interesting or interesting comment to make about Dernan, so um I await my call for that. I await that with interest actually, because if it's assists, I saw that as well. But for me it doesn't it's justify anything. Muz, talk us through your selections. Dabrowski and wardrobe I'll give you, I was very close on for me. I I think um Dabrowski um Really, really, really good attitude for for a lone player coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him against Forfar. Um, really, really vocal. Made some key saves. Kept them in the game. Really uh, encouraging to his teammates. Noisy, um, commanding, and he's only conceded. Well, he's been part of a defence that's conceded uh, only ten goals this season so far, which is uh, one of the the tightest defences in the league. Well middle best defence in the league, given their league position down in eighth, they've they've done very well to uh, to keep that goals conceded stat quite down. And I think uh has been a, a big part of that. Yep, and then your defence? In the defence, I'll stick with Dumbarton at, um and go Sam Wardrop at right back. Um another player I've I've always liked um since he kind of came on this on the scene. Uh when he first went on loan to Dumbarton. Um mm-hmm. For his first spell there, I've always kind of kept tabs on him. Um, I think he's Mr. Consistency. Um, he's got stamina, uh, very, very assured positionally, doesn't take risks, but knows when to attack and attacks well um, on the overlap. Um, I don't think he's managed to contribute an assist so far this season, but the Barton have only scored five goals this season. So I think he's been integral to their overall the overall system they play. Um, Niang has been a real success story for, for mm-hmm. this. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we've all got him, so you can speak on behalf of us all for this one. Well, I think I've, 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 for, I've for fear of repeating myself, because <laughs> I've, I've, I've been saying the same thing about him every week, how he's not a natural defender, um, he's strong on the ball, he's not, he's not small, but he's not, he's not, you know, you're big, tall, Six foot plus centre half, but physically he's he is very strong. Um, uses his body, uh, challenges fair, stays up, reads the game well. Um, I think he's he's brought those midfield traits that he has into the defence. So he's a, he, he can play out the back as well. Just mm-hmm. been a real success story for Thistle. Um, alongside him, I've gone Josh Kerr. Kind yeah, I like of, I like. Her. I've kind of a. Uh, Manipulated it a wee bit because I know he's been playing midfield, but um, I believe he's covered the most uh, distance in Scottish football across the leagues. He's either, I don't know if he's top, but he's certainly top five for um, since Airdrie have brought in the trackers. Yeah, that'd be um, one for Bella. Um, he's so he's that that says it all about his work rate and commitment. How many touches of the ball he's had, <laughs> um, I don't know, but um, he's still. 
um, seems to be in a, in, in a sometimes inconsistent team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he it seems like he's been one of the more consistent. Yeah, players. I've seen him a few um, times this season. He's always done well for me. Like, he's, he's always stood out and things, so mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Um, and then Steve's um, is another player I've always liked, but I just think he's had another great start to, to the season again. Um, uh, Montrose have been very successful this season, and uh, he's, again, a big part of that. Um, a real good balance with Wardrop on the other side. Similar kind of player in terms of consistency, reliability, um, very dangerous uh, cross he's got on him. Um, can sometimes get too carried away with his attacking um, mm. side to his game, but he's, he's that he's that dangerous going forward that um, I don't think there's any in the league that are a lot better than him um, or have played much uh, better than him this season so far. No, I'll give you that. Um, so for me, I've gone for McKenzie and goals uh, from Cove Rangers. Most clean sheets in the league joint with Kieran Wright. Admittedly, he's played a couple of games more, but I think when you compare Pardick Fizzle to Cove Rangers, you'd, you'd expect Pardick to have those clean sheets. Um, so for me, McKenzie, he's made the most saves in the league, albeit, uh, sorry, the third most saves in the league, albeit, again, he's played a couple more games and guys below him, but Safe percentage is good, like you've said as well. Um, Maz about Dabrowski, he's vocal, and for a team that kind of gives up a fair few chances, um, I think he's done very well. Um, they've only conceded nine goals, Cove, through the course of the season. But like I say, from what I've seen, they do give up chances. So Mackenzie's played a big part in, in them keeping those the, the goals against tally down. So for me, Mackenzie and goals. One of those players I think that deserves a bit of recognition as well. I looked at Dabrowski, but I think, did he miss a game or two? And maybe that was in the cup, but I think for me, McKenzie just edged it. Four clean sheets for Dabrowski as well. I forgot to say that. Sorry to hijack. Four clean clean sheets for for struggling the Barton sides. Yeah, no, I looked at him, but for me, McKenzie edged it. Um, Back four, I've gone for Williamson at right back. Paddy Fissel, good engine. Good delivery. Um, I think, and despite Partick's struggles, relative struggles, they've not conceded many goals, and he's played a massive part in that, alongside Niang, who I've got in there as well. Katongo at left back. You've uh, got Wardrop from Dumbarton, actually, so we've got three Dumbarton players uh, already. I just think he's, he offers a lot defensively, but also kind of going forward. And with Church, I think they kind of interchange on that left-hand side if... Church goes on, Katongo set, and, and vice versa. So he offers a lot. pace on Katongo as well to get yeah, back. I guess about the park. Um, the button, they've only conceded 10 goals, the button. Again, I keep saying it, maybe not played as many games as other teams, but for the resources and, and the, the being a part-time team and for the issues they've had this season, for me, that's kudos to them. And Hall, Ben Hall from Falkirk as well. It's kind of been the one consistent in that defence. Uh, you know, Dixon's been in and out, Kelly. Um, Dornan as well, obviously James is going to come on to him, but I think Hall, good pass of the ball, defends defends well, still young and improving, so so he'd be he'd make up my defence. James? I am, um, I'm, I'm regretting, I think, a wee bit my, my inclusion of right, because Dabrowski was, was on it until I, I just looked at the stats altogether, just in terms of Goes conceded. Uh, what, team what, goes conceded. what we'll do at the end is we'll do a combined eleven. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to jot Dabrowski down in goals for that because we're all 
Aye, because well, when I when I did the digging on him, you look at I think partially what's what's swung me a wee bit was he played less games, but I think if you consider the games Dabrowski and I think it was like twenty eight saves he'd made. Muzz had mentioned I think four clean sheets, which is you know a clean sheet every two games. That's a good return, mm-hmm. and those statistics are better when you look at the the um, you know the amount that of uh, that he was playing in the minutes, the minutes that he'd accumulated, but. For me, like I say, I went and I just I shot it basically a wee bit and I just went right in terms of being part of a relatively defensively strong Thistle team. Defence is a wee bit Thistle-based. My midfield, I've got three or four Thistle players, but after that, going forward, don't really offer much because one of my midfielders could also be in my defence as well. So I think, like I said, I looked at the, the defence of Thistle. I'd gone, they don't really concede that much, so goalkeeper's quite an important part of that. Um, and I do think... you. That you need that you need a, a goalkeeper that can be trusted because you know the amount of saves Wright's made as well shows you that if that that back line and midfield part do got um, does get breached then he's he's a, a safe pair of hands. Like Dabrowski, young as well, and it's hard for young players, but especially goalkeepers, to go down that level and play. So he probably deserves to be there and thereabouts, like you say. Um, yeah. You can save your breath on Nieng because we've done him <laughs> myself and us done him to death. So Darnan and Brownlee. Yeah, I'll take the obvious one with Brownlee. For me, it's just a straightforward, exactly the same reasons as Wrights, as I was, as I was just going to get on to say. Um, if you look at Thistle's record in terms of goals conceded, there's not that many. When it does get past, or when folk do get past them, they've got right behind them. But he's part of that sort of defensive wall that doesn't actually let that many people get beyond and doesn't actually give up that many goals. So I think you could have taken any of the, the Thistle team and I've just gone with a relatively strong um so centre half duo. Darnan was my a bit of my rogue shout because I think it's quite a difficult position to fill that. Um, and I know that he's not played a lot. I was looking like you'd mentioned at Hall, but for me, I think the idea of Darnan is better than the reality of some of the other players in that league. Because I feel, I feel like a bit of a, a charlatan if I stand here and say, oh, I'd love to have Sean Crichton come for dice in my team when every other week I, 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 I wax on about them has not been very consistent and I'd love to say oh, I want Sean Crichton when he is Sean Crichton and he's not his weird twin brother that's rotten at football so I think like I say the idea of turning a strong relatively physical centre half is better than the inconsistency of some of those other players I have criticised the Clyde team for not being very mobile and I'm aware now I've got Dernan who has got a turning circle of a tanker the T that was um yeah, like I say, the idea of turning, I know he's had a bit of a ropey past um, and just in terms of the level he's been at and not really meeting it. Similar Brownlee, though, I went, um, I remember watching him when he was at Queen of the South and not really rating him in terms of the way they played and the sort of pressure they were under. But I think the Thistle team, the, play, the way they're playing in the defensive unit they've got, I think he's a, quite an integral part of that and maybe holds a better shout for Falkirk. But like I say, the idea of turning. Um, suits me a wee bit better than the reality of some other centre halves. Brownlee's obviously as well must played his part in kind of looking after Nyang in there because obviously it would be unnatural for Nyang going out at start. So Brownlee's probably done well to kind of coach him through it as well. Yeah, Brown does all the sorry. Brownlee does all the uh, all the simple stuff, all the the donkey work, the heading it and kicking yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but to, right. to to absolute perfection, um, he does it very very well. Um, and I, I completely, um, I think James completely justified uh, putting him in there. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll give him it. So on the midfield then, I've gone for a four. Um, what I've got down the right-hand side, Callum Morrison, Falkirk. Down the left-hand side, Tam Rab from Airdrie. And central midfield, I've got Cami F. Ballantyne. And League One, Stephen Gerrard, to quote Muzz, Scott Brown. Muzz? Um, I'm three out of four, uh, the same as you. I've got Cami F. Ballantyne and Scott Brown in the central midfield positions. And then I have um, attacking midfield three of Tam Rab on the left, Joe Cardle on the right, and mm-hmm. Dale Carrick just off the striker. What we'll do to save you talking about five players is we'll, we'll include Carrick with your striker, if that's all right, and we'll just kind of jot them down yeah. in the midfield for it. Um, James? Yeah, this is where I've, <clears throat> I've sold out a wee bit and I've gone for my um, three out of four Thistle players. Um, but I've got Penrise playing in, on the wing who admittedly could slot into the into the back. Um, I've got Bannigan and Docker as my other two and I've got Scott Brown floating about as well. So relatively similar to, to you boys in terms of Brown, play Docker. Your team, you've got how many? One, two, three, four, five, six thistle players. Out of... That's it because going forward, thistle are relatively tight, so that's then finished. We'll play Docker on the right, Bannigan centrally. So, what I'll do is I'll just I was uh, going to be to be fair, slot uh, Docker in at right back because he has played there previously, but I don't think he's done it for thistle. So, no, it's interesting, James, that you've got six thistle players. Uh, I've got two, and one of them. Is not in your six in Joe Cardo. <laughs> aye, true. So, I was I Cardo was on the radar as well, but my gas is ripping the horse out it. So Scott Brown. Uh, so <laughs> what does I'll talk about my midfield first and then we'll come to James and then Muzz on this one. So for me, I think it picks itself to be honest. Robert, everyone's speaking about him, but every time I've seen him, he's been very, very good for um for Airdrie. Uh, good pace, good mobility, gets up and down the wings, come on to it after a kind of shaky start. That's him now starting to get assists and goals and what I say his performances for me have been standout, so Robert's a, a no-brainer. Callum Morrison as well, four goals, uh, albeit at least one of them was a penalty. Good pace, good width, and like I say, every time I've seen him, he's, he's, he's impressed me. Getting good reports, Falkirk moved early to tie him up to another year in his deal. When I saw him against East Fife, I think he, he tore them apart. So for me, Morrison straight in there. Midfield two, I'm not going to talk about Brown because Mazza, I'll let you talk about Brown. Um, I know how much you like him. And I know you like Ballantyne uh, as well. But for me, just a really tidy, good football player. Um, again, I'll let you kind of expand on that. Close seconds for me that I kind of thought about. Mockery from Montrose and... Uh, Jamie Masson from Cove Rangers were close but not quite close enough for me um, in fact since I've just named half your midfield muzzle, we'll come to you before we go to James um, I, Robert for the for the very same reason as you I'll go sort of left to right um, he has uh, done what he, we expected, well I, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen um, but he he, um, he certainly put himself on the shop window and it, it transpires that's probably what he's at Airdrie to do but he's not um, seen himself above it he just he's got on with it and um, just his, his goals and the his excitement and that he brings to, to to the league and things like that I don't think he's I think I mean I wrote him down he was the first person I literally first person I wrote down even mm-hmm. though you know you usually start from goalkeeper to go forward from there but 
I just wrote them straight down. Um, three goals, two assists, all around great contribution. Um, my midfield two, my deeper midfield two, Cami F. Ballantyne. Uh, I say that obviously because of two Cami Ballantynes that there's only two Cami Ballantynes, but the, the midfield one, um, four assists, two goals. Again, just the, the basic stats around his contribution to the team. Um, as you say, his all-round game. Um, he's been key to key to Montrose's form. Uh, just part, just one cog in a really yeah. kind of solid, impressive team. Um, but again, another player on loan who's showing a really, really good attitude and making the most of his opportunity. Scott Brown. Um, there's there's few, few players in that team that uh, sorry, few players in that league that um, have kind of such a, an influence and yeah. uh, are such a driving force behind the whole team than Scott Brownie. From back to front, he kind of he kind of like hauls the team with him. When you watch Peterhead, he's he's the kind of um, the main man. Was um, it Cove Rangers as well? Ah, against it, Cove, uh, yeah. That should yeah. pretty much get him in. And he, he's chipped in with three goals, ah, which few, three yeah. vital three vital goals for for Peterhead. Um, and just, aye, his timing of his runs, his his awareness, his game management, everything. I think he's just, just a complete package, really, in the midfield. That's why I call him the League One Stephen Gerrard. Um, Joe Cardle wasn't going to be in there because I've seen a lot of Patrick Thistle and he, like a lot of their fans, I think he, um, he flatters to deceive sometimes and he's a bit of a Marmite figure. Don't get me wrong, when it comes off for him, it's good. He's very good. And um, I've seen him give some fullbacks like torrid times. Um, but I just I didn't think he was delivering his final his final product was mm. wasteful, um, and maybe because he's only turned with one assist so far for a right winger, um, and one goal. There's maybe a bit of truth in that, but um, I was drawn, I sort of sold by a few stats I saw um, online. Um, I'll just quickly summarise. Um, I'm do a bit of a Chris Boyd and get my phone out here, um, but. Um, it was some Y Scout stats that were shared, and um, for for crosses per ninety minutes. Uh, what we can do, Maz, if you talk us through it, I can. Um, we can share that. We can retweet the the these stats as well. So if anyone wants to see them, they'll be on our Twitter at uh, Tunstelsa. Yeah, perfect, perfect. For um, is uh, crosses per ninety minutes for um. For good accuracy and uh, quality of crosses, he's he's way out ahead of everyone else in the league. Um, for his passes into the penalty penalty area per ninety minutes, his key passes, he's miles out ahead of everyone else. Um, and when you see the when you see the graph, he's like on his own out there, you know. Um, and his successful attacking actions, so. Basically, the percentage is regularly involved in uh, attacks. Again, he's miles out. Very, very high success rate. And um, I, I have sort of, I've got an opinion on stats. I think um, they can be useful. Um, and I think, but I think it, you can overdo it. Um, but that that says a lot, and it's revealed a lot more to me about how important he is to, to Thistle and how much. Um, when he's doing the right things, um, he's doing he's doing it very well. Um, so sorry to drone on, but that's my he's just made it in and no more. Just just Pip Morrison actually. Good, uh, James. Yeah, Morrison was one that was close for me as well, but I was a wee bit concerned because he's 
I think he struggled a wee bit to, to live up to some of the hype he was getting. Um, certainly that, that was my impression when he arrived, but he has obviously been quite a, quite a big influence um, in that Falkirk team. But, but again, like Mother said, I think you can look at that stats-wise and you get a, a picture of him. But for me, I think in a similar position on the field for me in terms of being a winger, I've got Penrice just for just delivery work rate. And I think just I've tried to pick a midfield that's as consistent as possible. So He's played a lot of positions for Partick and done well, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think he's got that versatility. He can play at the back, he can play slightly further forward, he can play in the middle. So I think, yeah, he's, he's just... Bannigan as well, what I've, what I've got about Bannigan, he's just a good footballer. So I think the same with Penrice as well. They both use the ball well, both relatively creative. Um, I said in the League 2 when I like... I like wide players or players who can play wide that get the ball into the box and obviously I now go back on that because I've got Penrice on one side and lack that on the other but I think he is good at that you've got the set pieces he can deliver and for me yeah it's just that work rate and sort of covering all parts of the pitch when he plays and sort of regardless of whatever position he's in Bannigan like I say um, just a good footballer I think he does does a lot of the work required in that midfield um, troubled by injuries a wee bit and I think I've said a while back that he he could have, if he'd stayed injury-free and was a bit more sort of a presence, perhaps, he'd, he should be playing at a level above Partick. But I think he's been there for a while and they've stood by him, so there's maybe a bit of, um, yeah, a bit of loyalty there. And um, Doc is the other one. I think he can do the, the dirty work a wee bit, but he's, he's come from here with a good bit of leadership. So he's a, uh, someone in that, that part of the team that I think Muzz has mentioned before sometimes can slip a wee bit in terms of their concentration and getting on at each other so he's someone that'll sort of take that and, and lead with it and again he'll, he'll link plays not necessarily going to drive you forward but he'll get in the pockets and try and link front to back it's not your creative player but he'll, he'll do the he'll do the dirty um, and sort of the linkage stuff Scott Brown's been mentioned um, the catalyst for, for a Peterhead team that might be toiling a wee bit or certainly are on the precipice so without getting too much into what you uh, or sort of what Muzz said about Scott Brown for me he just scores goals and then um, it is rare that you just get that single catalyst for a team that will that'll drive you on. But for me, that is um, Scott Brown. So, Penrith, Bannigan, Doherty and Brown for me. No, I like that midfield, James. We've got everything, to be fair. Uh, everything, including just three part accessible players. So, True. Good, um, good depth. So, that takes us on to strikers then. So, my front two picks itself. For me, Meganson from Cove Rangers and Jack Hamilton from East Fife. Maz, I know you've got Carrick playing just off. Who have you got as your nine? Uh, toss up between Meganson and Hamilton, but I went for Meganson. Interesting, James. Yeah, my um, three four three has really been built with front to back. So Carrick, Hamilton, and Meganson all all up for me. Good. So Maz, talk us through Meganson while I jot uh, Carrick and Meganson and Hamilton in our combined eleven. Yeah, it seems a bit. Bizarre to admit Jack Hamilton, um, especially after seeing that he's, he's gone back and come off the bench straight away for Livy and notched a goal, I think, uh, against Ross mm-hmm. County, was it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I just I originally had Carrick behind the striker, um, but yeah, I wanted to include Carrick um, just for his overall contribution this season, um, his versatility, his work rate. Um, He's been kind of moved back, uh, moved deeper uh, slightly, um, but he can play across the... Um, he can really play off the side as well. He can play across that sort of attacking midfield three. 
you uh, can play it and out. He can even drop deeper, I think, which he has done on maybe one or two occasions into the centre midfield. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that, but um, he's a guy that I think uh, can be relied on, um, very level-headed, uh, intelligent footballer, seven goals, uh, only three of which have been penalties, although he's, he's, I think he's Airdrie's main penalty taker. But um, So he's having, I just think he's having a cracking season and has been um, and one of the one of the consistent players again in a team which has shown inconsistency. Um, I think they've relied on him quite a lot this season. Um, and Meganson, um, eight goals. That's more than more than fifty uh, percent of of the mm-hmm. whole team's uh, goals this season. A uh, couple of assists as well, so he offers a bit more. Um, and just. You know he's close to Scott Brown for your kind of talisman figure, um for for teams. You, you saw as soon as he was out of the team, Cove um what the, their form their form wobbled straight away. As soon as he comes back in, surprise surprise they start uh, taking a turn back to winning ways. So um for just importance and a guy who could still be playing at a higher level really mm-hmm. for, for importance to the team. He just shaded Hamilton for me. No, I agree with that. And for me, kind of close contenders would be Russell McLean um, and probably Goodwillie, to be fair, wouldn't be far off it still. Um, it's not many, not many like strikers fully firing in the league. Not it's yet. It's uh, strange, short. isn't it? Um, so, yeah, you've spoken about Meganson, which I, I'm not going to expand on because I think you've covered everything. For me, a strike partner, Jack Hamilton, like you said, it's credit to his five that he's went back to Livingston got himself into the squad, got himself off the bench and got himself a goal um, in his first game going back. Seven goals in nine games. What an impact he's made on that East Fife team. I'd hate to see where they are without his goals. Um, and even when he's not been scoring, his work rate's been good. Brought others into play, linked up. Um, just been a general nuisance to defenders. Come down as a relatively young guy from a premiership team and, and he's acquitted himself brilliantly on and off the pitch, I think, from what I've heard. So for me, Meganson and Hamilton, um, top scorer and joint top scorer, uh, joint second, sorry, uh, got to be in the team. James, we've obviously mentioned between us, uh, Carrick, uh, Meganson and Hamilton. You got anything else, Tad? No, I just looked at the, the, um, the player show. I thought it contributed quite a lot to the overall team. And um, I mentioned in the championship episode that Bruce Anderson going back air wasn't as unfortunate as perhaps you'd mentioned because it didn't really offer very much to them but if you're going to take a look and um, Carrick's got a goal contribution or goal participation rate 47% of all goals Hamilton's on 75% Meganson like Muzz says just about sitting on half of them so you're looking at a player or three players for me who can all get themselves involved in their team and are actually going to offer you goals like you mentioned with Hamilton but even if they're not they offer more than that because you can say, oh, Anderson's good because he runs in behind or whatever your justification may be for him at air. You can equally say, oh, Hamilton's good because he's a big, tall sort of target man. And I he will hold the ball up, but also he has scored those seven goals. Also, he does have two assists to his name. So he's not just sort of that one-dimensional, just big guy. Must touch on sort of the talismanic approach of Meganson. But for me, I think, apart from McLean, who I've spoken about previously being, being close for me, um, Carrick's just, I think, found his level because he's been a bit erratic up and down. And certainly even when he was at Airdrie, I think this season more than any, sort of just settled in and, and has really um, really been almost a vital part of that team. And like like Muzz said, he's a player you can depend on maybe when 
some of the other team aren't sort of firing as consistently as they should be. So Carrick, Hamilton and Meganson, I think, are, are all justified uh, picks for, for each of our, our elevens. And if you're playing a one or a two or a three, in fact, you could rotate them out. My team might have seen Penrice um, at left back and then it would have dropped Carrick into midfield because it does have that versatility, like Muzz said. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy with those, those three strikers. I think you're, we're right in that no... No strikers really kicked off for uh, for any team fully yet, and I think Hamilton was on the way for that. He's been recalled. Meganson obviously had that blip, but I think if he keeps on going and Carrick keep on going, um, they'll be so you can really put a price on them over the course of this season. Might make the difference between a couple of spots for each of them. No, I'd agree with that. So looking at our combined team, then the midfield and strikers pick itself. It's a midfield four of Robert on the right or left. Brown and Valentine in the middle with Carrick on the other side, and then a front two of Hamilton and Meganson. Dabrowski and goals with Nieng at centre half. So basically, we need to get a right back, a left back, and a centre half. So, right back wise, Williamson or Wardrop. I'm happy to, to concede Wardrop there, Maz, if, if to put him in at right back because I wasn't far away from putting him in myself. Um, left and back. I'm also happy to drop my Durning shout. I think Brownlee's a great, a great solution there. Um, so yeah, it would be it would be Hall, Kerr, or Brownlee. Maz, what are you thinking? Um, I'm open to open to um, manoeuvre there. Um, I think I, I think Brownlee is quite well justified, um, given the lack of goals. Park Thistle have conceded as well. Uh, Niang, we've got a Park Thistle representation in there as well. So yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with Brownlee. So Brownlee it is, and at left back then, to be fair, Steve's was on my shortlist, so we'll put him in instead of Katongo. Oh, team of the season, League One team of the season, combined thus far, Dabrowski and goals, back four of Wardrop, Nieng, Brownlee and Steve's, midfield four of Robert, Brown, Ballantyne and Carrick, and a front two of Hamilton and Meganson. I don't think we'll get many grumbles midfield to front, maybe some about our back four here. Well, obviously, I was that's confident it. that my League Two team was the best League Two team that's about, but my, this one I'm not. I'm not convinced. Uh, I think I've had a defensively maybe a shocker with that one. Um, well, I it's think, difficult. I think. I think the. I think the situation with Joe Cardle kind of sums up how sometimes difficult it is to, mm-hmm. to um, to call these kind of things because unless you have unless you're fortunate enough to have access to, um, things like Y Scout and. And um, mm-hmm. all those kind of facilities, and you're able to to put that work in, like the, the chap's done very well who have lifted those um, stats from. Yeah, it's taken it's seeing that. It's taken seeing that level of analysis to to sway me to put to put Cardell in that team. Had I had I just had it just been on performances to the naked eye, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Aye, but but to that, I would I'd be happy for anyone to come on and slaughter my team in any of the comments we've got. So that pretty much sums up our League One team this season so far. Uh, if you've enjoyed watching us, you can always catch us on YouTube at Through the Turnstiles, where we are usually found. We're also at Turnstiles That on Twitter. Feel free to drop us a tweet or include your team of the season so far. Drop us any criticism if you wish. We are available to listen to if you prefer to do that on the move rather than glued to your TV or computer, you can catch us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts just by searching for Through the Turnstiles. See you next week.